apologize. I don't know if I want to say what I want to say today after all that laughter. <coughs> but the, <laughs> but <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, but I, I, I just got to say this because God has been asking me. It's been on my, on my heart and as I've been studying the last couple of days and it's just been dealing with me and I'm gonna just ask the question right off the bat, right out the gate this morning. <laughs> Whose slave are you? Whose slave are you, huh? Who are you serving? You know, everyone in this world is a slave. And you might be saying to yourself, not me, Sister Paul. Not I. I ain't no slave. I ain't a slave of nobody, nothing. But guess what? You may live in this country and you may have freedom of speech. You may have the liberty to pursue happiness. Where in other countries, people are dying every day to try to protect the world, to be able to just read the world. But the fact is that each and every one of us are slaves. Now I'm gonna say, this slavery is not a political thing, right? You ain't bound by all the things of the, the government and all the things going on. And this slavery is not an economic thing because some of us might feel that our situation is so dire, it's so dire, it's, it's so bad. Our, our, our pocketbooks, our bank accounts, how we think we're living is economic, uh, economical slavery that we're currently in. But I just wanted to point out with you this morning, slavery is a spiritual bondage because you either gonna slave, you're either gonna serve sin or you're gonna serve our Lord Jesus Christ. No one is free to live however they want to choose to live. So we think we got a choice, but no, we don't. The truth is, we all live in slavery to one or two masters, right? Mm -hmm. One or two masters. Either we are enslaved to sin, or we are enslaved to the savior. savior. Whose slave are you today? Who are you gonna serve today? You gonna serve Jesus, or you gonna serve or be served by sin? So I wanna take us somewhere on today. I want you to turn your books, go with me today to Romans six, Romans chapter six, verse fifteen, and I'm gonna read this all the way down to verse twenty-three. So if you don't believe me today, you don't believe that. You are serving one or two masters on the day. Let me show you something. Let me take you somewhere on the day. So just bear with me today. Let me let me read this. And I'm reading from the, this new uh, the NIV version. So uh, I, I have to like this version because it makes it kind of clear to me. And hopefully it's the same thing with you. It says, what then shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? By no means do you have, do you know that when you 
when you offer yourself to someone to obey him as underline the word slave, you are slaves, underline it again, to the one whom you obey. Whether you are slaves, underline it a third time, to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that that, that though you be you that you used to be slaves to sin, you wholeheartedly obey the form of teaching to which you were entrusted. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. Oh my God. So if I'm gonna be a slave, I no longer wanna be a slave to sin. I thank God that he set us free so that we may become a slave of righteousness. I'm going to read on here. Verse 19. I put this in human terms because you are weak in your natural selves. Just as you used to offer the parts of your body to slavery, to impurity, and ever increasing wickedness. Leading wickedness. So So now offer them in slavery to righteousness leading to holiness. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. What benefits did you reap at the time from the things that you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. But now, but now, but now that you have been set free from sin and have become Slaves, underline it one more time, to God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness. And the result is eternal life. Thank you, God. But the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Oh, my Father, my God, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So when we read those verses, did you realize every time you underline slavery? So my 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 verses, my verse in the New NIV had slave, and it had slave in there seven times. I underlined it seven times. <laughs> so the first time, the first time we saw it in verse 16, it was there three times. Then it was once in 17, which made it four. Then when it was once in 18, that made it five. It was once in verse 20 that made it six. And then the last time it was in verse 22. So we saw the word slave in there seven times and slavery in there twice. So this seems to be the common theme in this verse, right? This really brings home and sums up what this verse is all about. It's about slavery. Guys, you know the word slave is derived from the Greek word dolus. Dolus, that's where slave comes from. And the word means one who gives himself up completely to a master. Hmm. So remember, I told you there's two masters. There's one, our Lord Jesus Christ, and there's sin. So if you're a slave, you give yourself up completely to one or the other. And being a slave is a little bit different than being a servant. 
Now go with me now. Come on, come on, ride with me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drive so you get in the passenger side and put your seatbelt on. I'm gonna drive a little bit and I just need you guys to follow me now. So being a servant, a servant usually has the freedom to choose to serve, right? They have the ability to do or not to do something. The Greek word for serving is deaconess, deaconess. And it's, it was where we got the word deacon. And oftentimes a man is called a deacon and a woman is called a deaconess. That's where they get that word from. The word serving because deaconess. It's a Greek term. So that deaconess or that servant, this person cares for the needs of others. Therefore, that person has the freedom to choose to do the things their own way how they want to do it, when they want to do it. But a slave on the other hand, a slave is totally different from being a servant because a slave is dependent on its master for direction. Mm. <laughs> There's no personal freedom for a slave. A slave cannot do as he please. So when you're a slave, you just don't get to do any old thing. You don't get to make your own choices. You don't get to make your own decisions. Because the entire life of a slave is in given servitude to his master. <laughs> given servitude now. Do, do we understand what servitude is? For the servant constantly and the servant, you, you don't you just constantly serve that person. But guess guess what? You serve that person. You're constantly serving their, them. You're constantly doing whatever they tell you to do, whatever they direct you to do, because that person paid a price to purchase you. A servant, on the other hand, is hired, but a slave is owned. Now, remember that. A servant is hired, but a slave is owned. Come on now, I'm going somewhere. I said, come on, keep on going with me. Keep going, keep going. So let's go back and turn. If, if you don't believe me, you don't believe that, you know, about this, this serving and being a slavery, you know, being enslaved and being a slave, turn back with me, if you don't mind, to Romans 1.1. 1, 1. And I'm going to read that. Romans 1.1 1, 1 says, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. The gospel he promised to beforehand through his prophet in the Holy Scriptures regarding his son. Who to his human nature was a descendant of David and who through the spirit of holiness was declared with power to be the son of God by his resurrection from the dead Jesus Christ our Lord through him and for him in his name's sake we receive grace and apostleship to call upon him from among all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes through faith now I'm going to read that first part again because remember we're talking about slavery and we're talking about being a servant and, and Paul says in the very first verse here that he says Paul the servants of Jesus Christ but if we look into a 
a, a, another version, the King James service says, uh, says that Paul is a bond servant of Jesus Christ. And that wasn't the original word used that word bond service. So if you look in King James Version, if you look in a couple of other different versions of the Bible, they all say bond servant. Paul was a bond servant of Jesus Christ. But again, I tell you, that was not the original word that was used there. From one reason, the word was swapped out. It changed it because of the negative condemnation that comes with the word slave. That racial stigma that was attached to it. And that's rightly so, right? So when slavery ended back in the British Empire and later it ended over in the United States, the word had a negative meaning attached to it. It represented something that was negative. If we think back and we remember back growing up, I remember seeing the movie Kuta Kente, uh, uh, Roots, and, and now I think his word is the, what was it, 12,000, y'all correct me here, 12,000 years of slavery or something, the, the movie that Jamie Foxx made that talked about slavery. So every time, you know, we see the word slavery, we have and we attach it with negativity. But because of this, because of all the negativity was, that was attached to the word slavery, when they had the Bible printed here in English, they changed the word so that it would be a better word, that it would seem polite. They changed it to bond servant. But Paul originally used slave. Because you know what? Paul got it, guys. Paul understood. He completely understood. He knew who he was and whose he was. He knew what he represented. Like Paul, we were bought with the price by our Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus now owns each and every one of us. Because the Lord bought us on the cross, we are now owned by him. Hey, I ain't, I ain't afraid and I'm happy to be owned by my Lord. I wouldn't, I wouldn't rather have it any other way. I wouldn't want to be owned by anybody else. I don't know about you. If I had to be bought and sold, I want him to be my master. So being bought with this price, this price that we know we could never repay. This should make us all devote ourselves completely and totally to our Lord Jesus Christ. And so to, to submit ourselves to him totally. Each and every one of us, God, submit ourselves, submit ourselves to God divine people. I know that, you know, a lot of times our will override God's will. But saints, we gotta learn how to take the back seat sometimes. Notice I said, I didn't say we go to the passenger side because I'm driving today. I said, move over to the back seat. Cause sometimes we gotta get out of God's way. And so that's, well, let me say, I ain't driving today. I'm in the passenger side, God's driving today. But he's taking us somewhere on today. 
So continue to ride because I'm almost there. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm getting there on this morning. I'm almost there. Because whether you know it or not, what I've been trying to tell you, what I've been leading up to, what I'm just trying to take you is that we have all been giving up, or you should give up, I should say. This Jesus' sovereign lordship. Now, the problem that most of us Christians have, the problem that we deal with on a daily basis is we got problems giving up. We got problems giving over the stirring wheel. We get so caught up in our feelings and our desires and how we feel and, you know, this roller coaster of emotions that we own. We, we always do or say, I'm going to do what I want to do. It's all about me. What we should be really asking on today, and I think a woman of God does a great job every day reminding us, lifting it up, putting it right out there. And we said, putting it in the forefront so that we can see it. It's not about us. What we should see, and I'm, I ain't gonna lie guys, I'm still growing through this. What we should be seeing every day and in every situation. Jesus, what do you want me to do, God? What do you want me to do today, Father? What do you want me to do about this situation, God? What do you want me to do about this person, Lord? What do you want me to do in this meeting, God? What do you want me to say, Father? It's all about you, God. It has nothing to do with me. It's all about you, Father. Because our entire existence on this earth is to live in compliance in total submissions in surrenderance and obedience to the supreme authority of Jesus Christ this is true for all of us from whom Jesus died upon the cross to purchase our salvation Remember, I told you earlier that you are a slave, I am a slave, that we are all slaves, and there are two masters. You're either slave to sin, or you are saved to our Lord Jesus Christ. So thanks be to God on today that we have been released from our former slavery of sin and we have been bought into a different slavery of our Lord Jesus Christ. There is no one in this world, I mean no one in this entire world, on this side of the world who is not in slavery. There is no other choice. You usually have choice A, choice B. There's not a third category. You either serve C or you serve the Savior. So my question for you today, guys, I'm going to ask it one more time. Whose slave are you?
Glory be to God. Father God, I just thank you, Lord, that you are our Lord and our Savior. Lord, I'm excited to be your slave on today. I'm a slave of yours, oh Lord, and I follow you. I look for you to guide us up today, Father. And we just thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. 